Designed from the ground up, the D'Addario Backline Gear Transport Pack is the ultimate solution for players on the move. With more than eight specialized storage and transport compartments built right in, it makes getting everything to the gig painless and intuitive. Right on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Perry with Premier Guitar here in Nashville, Tennessee, with another rig rundown. Today we have Teenage Wrist. Uh, Marshall, how are you, man? Dude, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Man, hanging in there. Um, I wish we could be doing this in person. I normally would be in L.A. right now for NAMM, but of course, uh, that's not going to happen <laughs> for a while. <laughs> no, pro probably best that, you know, a bunch of sketchy musicians aren't all like in one place at, at the same time. Plus, you would have to cram yourself into this tiny little rehearsal space that we have. Uh, so, you know, it's COVID, you know, the silver lining, you gotta, you gotta try and find it. It's cool not dying. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> well, pretty pretty um, sick so far. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, um, Teenage Wrist has a brand new record that literally just came out, Earth is a Black Hole. Super, super sick. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were playing Yellow Belly, the latest single on the way in, right? That's that's the one, man. Yep, that's the latest one that just came out on Tuesday, and it's my favorite one. Man, it's really really good. Um, your use of chorus is like probably my favorite in the past couple of years. Um, you know, I grew up in the '90s. Thanks, man. <laughs> I grew up in the '90s, so sometimes chorus could be uh, a, a a lot. You know, like too much. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of it. Yeah, yeah and uh, I I actually used to have the uh, the small clone pedal that everybody uses. It's like the you know, the Kurt Cobain pedal, but uh, I finally found one, uh, a, a chorus that I fucking love and doesn't like quite sound like any of the other choruses that I always hear. And our producer, uh, Colin Britton, turned us onto that one. It's the, and, and I'll show you in, in a little bit, it's the, it's the DOD FX 65. I'm pretty sure that's an 80s pedal, but uh, I'm not sure exactly what generation it's from. I've noticed when um, listening to your record, it's like the most, one, probably the, one of the most distinct choruses I've heard. You know, it's, it's a good one for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's stereo too, so, and, and I, I finally get to use it to its full potential. And, uh, yeah, glad you like it. Yeah, man. Well, so in the past, I've, I think I've only seen you um, with like Fender style guitars, like Strat style stuff. Um, is this your number one that you're playing right now? Is this what your go-to guitar would be? This is, this is currently my number one. It, it, it shows up um, most on the record as well. This is um, something we got uh, in the middle of last year from Fender, um, the, the Ultra Strat. Uh, so pretty brand new, actually. The blue version. Um, it's got um, two single coils and this humbucker on the bridge, the little zebra guy. And uh, they're all the uh, noiseless pickups, and I gotta say, what it what it lacks in um, like a little bit of classic Strat character, it makes up for in like 
creaminess and obviously noiselessness, <laughs> which is super cool for for live stuff. It's amazing. I've I fire it up through uh, through this double amp rig I've got going, and it's it's still there's like no hum at all, which you know that's that's important for me. Oh yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you can tap this uh, this pickup as well here, which is super clutch. So that becomes a single coil, and they're I'm told that they're uh, they're double wrapped, so uh, what that does, I guess, is you uh, you lose or you don't lose any of the the volume with the normal like coil tap situation. Ah, if you coil tap that that humbucker, does it give it more of a traditional like strat bridge tone? Uh, yeah, and actually that's what it's on right now. So um, here I'll, I'll show you the difference. Yeah. Um, so that's the clean tone. <laughs> That's with uh, the coil tap. That's without. Yeah, it does kind of. Yeah. Does make it brighter, but the volume doesn't go anywhere. It's it's pretty sick. Right. Well, um, I noticed you have a capo on that guitar. Are you guys changing tunings throughout the set quite a bit, or you just could you do the whole set yeah, with one guitar? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I could probably do. Oh God, like 80, 70 percent of the set with one guitar, but. That was the old days, and, and now we've got a new record. There's probably three or four songs on the new record that do have the, the capo on fret too. That, that just kind of like opened up a whole new world for me for some reason on this record. I just got so bored of like standard tuning and drop D, and then on Counting Flies, we had a lot of stuff in uh, D standard and drop C, so um, that's the only guitar switch we used to have, but now I'm rolling with three guitars because every time you put a capo on something it like the tuning gets just ever so slightly fucked and i use a lot of open strings so <laughs> i gotta, gotta just bring another you know guitar into the mix so touring uh on the new record will be like kind of a nightmare gear wise <laughs> but but it's it's all good we're just leveling up you know absolutely man absolutely when you're not on this spanky new uh strat what what what, what else are you playing so this guy over here to my left is um, it's it's my signature model <laughs> but, no, not, uh, but it's the one that everybody like kind of asks about and is, is tripped out about because it's it seems like it's pretty rare um, it says nothing is cool on the headstock because uh, you know because nothing is cool except this guitar <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's an Ibanez Roadster 2 uh, I believe the year is 81, and I inherited this from my dad. It's, it's a hand-me-down, uh, and it was also the first guitar that I ever owned. And um, I decided somewhere along the way that this single-coil pickup... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll swap you in a second. Um, that the single-coil pickup that uh, used to be here was just not enough gain for my 16-year-old metal ass. So uh, <laughs> we threw an invader in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so cool that your dad gets to see you play shows with that guitar, man. That's rad. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets to see me destroy this guitar. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sure it's fun for him. Yeah, I've seen you play that guitar in um, a music video, and I, I was like pausing it, trying to figure out what was on the headstock, because I couldn't quite make it out, but it obviously wasn't a Fender, you know? So I was like, what the hell is he playing there? That, what is that? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, an outlier. It's kind of a weird one, but yeah, everybody always asks about it. Um, 
I, you know, for some reason, like everyone, like there are some people out there that were like kind of giving me a little shit, like, oh, it's an Ibanez. So, which I don't get because like I've had nothing but great experiences with with Ibanez. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just decided to to tape over it and be be mysterious about it, and so so people would stop talking shit on my awesome guitar. <laughs> hey, <laughs> tell the tell those people to fuck off. Who cares? <laughs> 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 guitars are guitars, man. <laughs> well, right on. That's, that's right. So the um, I guess before we move on, I, I, one of the questions I have is how much of the gear that you play live was on the album because the album is. It's huge. I mean, it sounds so fucking big. So is, is, is most of that stuff making it into your live set as well? Uh, no, actually this, um, well, it used to be that way. Like a lot of the heavy lifting on uh, some of the earlier uh, stuff, like Days and Chrome Neon Jesus, that was a lot of this guy over here, the orange, Rockerverb 50. Love that amp. Oh. Um, yeah, it's dude. It's so rad, and the the high gain channel is nice and creamy, and it's it's just you know pretty pretty unmatched for for what it does. Uh, but it kind of only does that one thing, and and the clean channel is like, you know, it's cool, but it's not what I wanted. Uh, so with this record, we kind of opened it up a little bit, and um, a lot of what's on the record is. Uh, a plexi, a Marshall plexi. I don't remember the the year or anything like that, but it's that, and it's the Friedman Brown Eye makes an appearance a lot. Nice, uh, which is you know it's just a, basically a Marshall. You know, right. it does the same thing. Uh, so I, uh, I I reverse engineered it this time. I decided I was gonna get an amp uh, for you know whenever whenever the touring cycle comes back uh, that would match the like the tone on the record. You know, as opposed to, you know, going the other way around. So, uh, yeah. So I got a, a JCM 800, which you know, it's not a Plexi, but also, you know, the, the the Plexi thing is you have to crank it to, you know, make it worth a shit. And and the and the JCM 800 is a nice uh, in between. Yeah, I've always I've always kind of. Uh, Thought of an 800 as like the perfect rock and roll amp, man. It kind of it does the damn yeah, thing. Fuck yeah. yeah, it's a classic. And and also this guy uh, is a 1987, and that's the year I was born. Oh, so <laughs> it was it was meant to be. <laughs> I I also just totally meant to be <laughs> gave away my age. <laughs> so um, it's a good year. Yeah, man. Uh, so you're running that 800, but I know that you're running in stereo. Are you doing like a, a dual amp setup? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't currently have uh, the AB switch that I want to have going, but it does allow me to run both my stereo chorus and my stereo reverb actually in stereo, which is something I don't normally do on tour because we're, you know, we're only able to travel with so much gear. Right. So I usually just go with one amp. Uh, but yeah, this, the, the Dodd, <laughs> the dad <laughs> FX, uh, 65 is stereo and the blue sky Strymon is also super stereo and sounds much better in stereo. So yeah, now I'm able to, to kind of bring that to life and <laughs> fuck man, it just, it just opens it up so much. Dude, it's crazy. It, it, it gives it that wall of sound kind of vibe. I, I think once you start playing a stereo rig, going back to a normal mono rig is like, uh, uh, it just sucks, you know? Like, oh, dude, it's it's so unsatisfying. I've I've done it a couple of times now, just like you know, gone between each amp to kind of like isolate, and I'm like, fuck, 
Like, I don't think I can ever go back. No. <laughs> it's like with a mono rig, you can hear it. But with a stereo rig, you can fucking feel it or something, you know? Like, it's a, it's a different monster. Oh, yeah. And, and there are two, like, wildly different amps, too. So, like, I feel like it's worth it to have, you know, because you see some people that got just, like, two plexis on stage, and you're like, well, that, yeah. all right, that's obviously just for, like, for, like, balls on stage. But this, like, actually kind of... In my mind, at least, it, it serves a purpose. You know, you get like the beef from the 800, and then you get like the the nice like creamy mid-range stuff from the orange. So, are you sending these stereo effects at the same time, or are you sending some effects to one amp and some to another? Or they're they're all the same right now. Um, the one of the ideas I had um, was run all the fuzz through one amp and run all the chorus through another amp. That's actually what we did on uh, Counting Flies uh, for like Mary and Believe in the Wrong Things. That was kind of the idea. Uh, our producer, Matt Hyde, uh, engineered that whole idea. And it, it worked really well. I haven't tried it live yet, but I, I would like to. But yeah, for right now, it just kind of makes sense to, you know, so everything is stereo to just, you know, run everything to both amps. Totally, totally. So. I mean, the, uh, an 800 and a Rockerverb 50 together, I've never actually AB'd them, but now that I'm thinking about it, that's a pretty fucking awesome mix, because you're right, the Rockerverb is very mid-rangey, while that 800 kind of has, like, it's warm, it's got, and it can have teeth if you really want it to. Are you, are you running any kind oh, of yeah. dirt? It's... Are you running dirt into either of those? Uh... You know, yeah, actually, so, I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm letting the pedals do, like, most of the work here, but, like, the 800, um, if you if you want to go over there and, and look at the, um, you know, the gain section over there and the volume, I mean, I'm on the low gain setting, but it's cranked. The pre-gain is just, right. like, you know, through the, it's literally on 10. Um, <laughs> So like like that's where all the the punch is coming from but then if I if I want to go and and it's relatively clean so I'm not running any real like pedal dirt or anything like that just like amp gain pretty right. much for the clean tone but then over here uh I'm going to check out my pedal board here uh my my classic regular ass dirt comes from the BB preamp over here um Go. I'll give you a little, yeah. little sample of that guy. And here it is without the, the fun stereo chorus. So that's that's the combo that uh, like I use the most live. Probably it's nice and clear. Uh, it's you know it's almost kind of fuzzy because of that orangey mid range thing that's happening, and I'm pushing it pretty hard. Right. Um, but it, it, but it's still super clean. Um, yeah. So that's like my main uh, I guess dirty channel. So is that BB pre something that you leave on? Uh, like all the time, or is that coming in and out depending on the part in the song? No, that's 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 essentially. I mean, that's my distortion channel. Gotcha. Basically. That's that's my my one like boost, you know. And then aside from that, um, I've got the fuzz pedals, and and they they can kind of only like all the um, the fuzz and distortion. Like you can't really run 
two of them at once. It's kind of a <laughs> one pedal at a time kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. Not sonically pleasing to have fuzzes and distortions <laughs> no. and all that I, shit. Oh God. I've tried. I've tried and I've, I've learned the hard way that that's just not, <laughs> it's not productive. <laughs> this is the other, uh, Fender piece that, uh, inspired a lot of stuff. Um, so this is the Player Series Jaguar. Um, we got these guys in, I want to say, 2018, and it carried me through to 2019 when we did Counting Flies. And this this was like just the sound of, of Counting Flies, basically. And, and, and it was the, <laughs> the time in my life where I, I learned how to use a whammy bar. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my own sort of way, I guess, um, without, you know, being like Kevin Shields 2.0 and without being, you know, Eddie Van Halen 2.0, like found a, a middle ground <laughs> in there. Um, so, but yeah, I, I made good use of the, the half-step whammy thing uh, in Earth is a Black Hole, too. There's a little bit of that going on. But yeah, I'll, I'll show you yeah. what this guy does. And, and, and this is the one that's drop tuned. This one's currently in drop C. Ooh. Nice and heavy. Whoa. Helps if I plug it in. <laughs> and get that nice little hum. <laughs> So you get the idea. Nice. It's heavy. It's beefy. It's jangly. It's, you know, it's a shoegaze guitar. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad you played that part because I was wondering how the fuck you were doing that on the record because I've never seen you with a whammy bar guitar. You know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's how it sounds. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, typically a Mustang is, or not a, not a Mustang, but um, yeah, it, Mustangs will have like the two single coils where a Jazzmaster would have like two Jazzmaster pickups or something. But that looks like it's got a humbucker and a single coil. Oh yeah, yeah, and this is another one where you can, uh, you know, do the coil tap thing. But oh. I just need, I just need a humbucker at yeah. all times, <laughs> you, you know. Uh, so I, I always go for a, something with a, a humbucker in the bridge. Hell yeah! This was nice to see. Yeah. Can we hear just just the Marshall and then maybe just the rock verb? Absolutely. So I, I, yeah, I've got the uh, the standby on over there. Eventually, I'll get the A-B switch in the mix, but, uh, <laughs> All right, so here is JCM by itself. Very cool. 
Yeah, so that's the Marshall, and then I'll flip it the opposite way. Get that standby for me. All right, here we go, and then this is just orange. <laughs> And that, that's with the, uh, the stereo chorus as well. Right, right on. Yeah, I mean, the, both of those amps sound incredible by themselves, but stereo is so cool. <laughs> it just sounds so good. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a different game, man. Yeah, that, I mean, the orange, um, it's just, it's a little bit, like, yeah, when, when you do A, B like that, it's like, Underwhelming compared to the final product. <laughs> right, right. They do. They yeah, They do sound great by themselves. But uh, I mean, why have one when you can have two? <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Marshall. You mentioned a couple of different fuzzes. Um, give us a walk through your signal oh, chain. Yeah. All right. So, coming from this guy, we're going into this this uh, classic piece of equipment right here, the old uh, Boss Chromatic Tuner. Um, with with our um, a little light shield, <laughs> a gaff tape light shield, for outdoor festivals, <laughs> that does not work, and um, that's going into um, a classic, another classic Ernie Ball volume pedal. Um, I like to do volume before all the effects, so I can kind of control the signal, you know, going into all the stuff rather than cut it off at the end. Um, that's especially cool for like big reverb ring outs sure. and stuff like that. But anyway, um, so then it goes right to the BB. Um, just my little distort. I'm just, yeah, just using it as a distortion pedal pretty much. that guy um, all right and then this this uh, next bit here has become my my favorite fuzz pedal over the past few months uh, I picked this up from a super cool company on the East Coast called fuzz Rocious, and uh, it's the heliotropic which is a, it's actually a bass pedal but it's it's modeled on the uh, you know the failure song heliotropic yeah it's mm -hmm. got the same same name um, so it's modeled after that bass tone, but it's a fucking monster guitar pedal. Cool. So it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like a big muff if it were like a little cleaner. Huh. So we gotta hear that. I mean, if, if, yeah, I was gonna say if you've ever seen any of my rig rundowns, you know how obsessed with Ken Andrews that I am, and Failure is one of my <laughs> my favorite bands of all time, and that bass tone yeah, is well, so fucking good. So I would love to see how it translates to uh, guitar. I gotta hear this. Oh yeah, here 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 it comes. So there it is as is and if if we uh I just want to show you the with the DOD chorus as well cuz it's like it's just a totally different ball game. 
yeah, so it's just like, fuck, it just opens up. It's so beautiful. Um, <laughs> I did not expect a bass pedal uh, to... to uh, translate so well to guitar. That's fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, cool. it was a nice little surprise. Um, yeah, they sent me a couple of things. They also have a sick fuzz pedal called the Gray Stash, which is a little creamier. It's meant for a guitar, but I mean, this just has so much beef on it. I'm just, you know, I, I love that kind of thing. Uh, I've just been chasing that, like, uh, that Smashing Pumpkins, like, Big Muff. Martial fuzz my entire life and and this is the closest i've come to like exactly what i want you know <laughs> um without with, without buying a <laughs> yeah without buying a 90s big muff for like six hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> which someday i will have but you know you're um you're the only guy playing guitar in the band now right uh yeah it's it's just me and anthony right now we're just we're just a duo um and yeah we're we're kind of you know, just wait until touring kicks back up again to like you know find some people to go out with. But yeah, but for for now we're just uh, you know we're we're playing with with homies in L.A. for like the you know um, the live stuff that we have coming up, which is obviously just remote. You know we're we're gonna try and film some stuff in the near future. Um, but yeah, it's the the core of the band is just me and me and Nino. Right. Well, now that you have a stereo rig, I'm sure it feels a, a little more comfortable. In the event that you did have to like run out and play a live stream or something tomorrow, it probably wouldn't be as scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It fills up the room for sure. It, it doesn't feel like. I mean, it feels like one guitar player, but it, it's also just you know feels like a, a wall of amps. So, uh, yeah, it is less scary. How much, um, how much fucking around did you do with that fuzz pedal? Like, did you try a bunch of different fuzzes? Like, did you try any of the, you know, because there's like, what, fucking 730,000 different versions of the Big Muff, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there, there's, it's not just this fuzz pedal on the record, by the way. There's like, right. there's at least five or six different ones. There's this one. Uh, the Swollen Pickle actually uh, came in pretty, pretty sweet as well. Um, this is this has been my my go-to live fuzz. It's it's pretty clean. It's pretty punchy and and you know mushy and um, yeah. So that made it onto the record as well. I I, I mean I'm basically just trying to make everything sound like a big muff. I, <laughs> I, uh, I I'm not a super fan of the the um, super compressed like crunchy uh fuzz like the jack white style kind of thing i'm more more of an open uh you know pillowy blanket of fuzz type of guy <laughs> yeah i totally get that <laughs> but, like a um, like a more shoegazy fuzz as opposed to like the jack white like hyper gated spitty like, exactly yeah 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 so i also have a fuzz factory sitting at home but that's the only thing that that the the fuzz factory does is the yeah. <laughs> the jack white fuzz <laughs> that's <laughs> not true i mean it, it does plenty of things but this just does it better cool is there so is there anything else on your board currently yeah well i've got the swollen pickle and if, if you want a little taste of that i can give it to oh, you give it uh, to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> hold on let, let me let me drop d real quick yeah for like the <laughs> the full effect the, the ultimate yeah exactly got to drop d <laughs> Yeah. 
with the chorus. So it's 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 quite a bit different. Yeah, it's a it's um, a different flavor, but a very very cool one. I mean, both sound really great with that chorus, right? And that's it's not a combination you would think that would work super well. But like, I'm also not when I'm playing that shit. I'm not trying to be like super articulate. Right, <laughs> you right. know, I'm just going for a fucking wall of shoegaze. <laughs> you know, so uh, it works. Fucking works. Yeah. So that's the um, those four. One, two, three. Four things are, are the main the main guys uh, in my chain right now, and then I've got the the Strymon reverb at the end, the Blue Sky, which is um, it's cool, man. It's it's versatile. It 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 does the shoegaze verb thing that I want it to do. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> it does really that. Really killer with the <laughs> chorus. It's just post rock as fuck, you know. <laughs> So that that's the Strymon's purpose is endless reverb. Yeah, man, that is such a great, such a killer pedal. And that, your use of it is interesting. I, I, it, to me, your tone kind of reminds me of like if Johnny Marr and the Smiths didn't sound like shit in the '80s. You know, like it's, <laughs> it, it sounds like that's the tone they were. That, that's probably the tone that they were ch going for. They just didn't have the technology back then to actually do it right. Hey, man. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Modern technology. You can only sound so good in yeah. the '80s. Totally. <laughs> and not <right>? super ass cheesy. <laughs> man, that's that's a pretty Spartan, you know, pedal board considering how much sound you're getting out of it i'm, I'm impressed that's cool it's so, efficient you know yeah. I, how hard is that dod to find like if that thing went out on you on tour would you be able to find another one quickly or would that be a pain in the ass uh, it, well i don't know i mean i found a few like i mean it's definitely like an old pedal like they obviously don't make them anymore and uh i mean well it's it's easy to find in la <laughs> <I think. laughs> But I, I don't know about, like, if it, if it went out on me in, like, you know, middle of Kentucky. Like, I don't know how easy it would be to find. But uh, it, it seems pretty um, available. And it's cheap. I mean, I got that thing for, like, 60 bucks. So, and, and I also don't feel like it would be that hard to, to repair. If there, you know, there's, there's nothing digital in there. Right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it hasn't gone out on me yet. Right, right. Well, right on, man. Um, I guess before I let you go, I got to know, like, it's got to be fucking terrifying releasing a record during a pandemic where you can't tour. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're going to want to make your money back on that record. So how, wh what's the plan? Are you um, just going to do some live stream stuff? Or do you guys have European tours booked or anything? Uh, we have nothing booked at the moment. I mean, I think it's it's a little bit uh, presumptuous to to say that we're going to do a European tour. Like even in May, it's like you know, it it doesn't look like uh, restrictions are going to be lifted anytime soon. Right. So, I mean, we we had two tours that you know we thought like we we thought in March like oh okay well you know we might still be able to do the tail end of this April tour, and then. You know, obviously that was way far off. And then we thought in in 
June that like, you know, we were going to be able to do this, this September, October tour that we were booked on. And that fell away pretty quick. So we're not expecting anything. We are, we are planning on doing a, um, a live stream for the record release. I'm not sure if it's going to happen in tandem with the release or if it's just going to be it's like standalone like live set kind of thing. But we're going to make it look cool. We're going to make it sound awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, no real plans to tour other, other than, um, you know, hopefully maybe, maybe we'll do a, a number of live stream studio type stuff. And we've got the capability too here to like, you know, we put out that Silver Spoon uh, in studio thing right. where it was like a stripped down electronic version, you know, of that song, just like doing it here. Uh, so I will probably do some more of that type of stuff and um, yeah, and just, just wait it out and, and hope that like that this record is, is doing it for people and, it, and it's going to have staying power and people keep listening to it. <laughs> I mean, we feel that way. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, when touring does come back, um, people are going to like want to see the bands that got them through this period in time, you know? <laughs> so, so it might actually be a blessing in disguise that we release it, you know, kind of, uh, at, at the peak of like the third wave or whatever it is, and you know people will continue to listen to it for for months, and then um, and then hopefully the timing will be just right to where they haven't forgotten about it yet, <laughs> 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 and to where they're still like super feeling it. You know that they'll want to come out and see us. So that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a really that's a really good way of looking at it, and I I my I commend you for being responsible about it. I I've seen quite a few bands release like tours and it's like well really dudes like like uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i've like, got do you think that this is gonna go well <laughs> yeah and I've, I've gotten my hopes up like so many times already you know when this all of this first started it was like oh fuck we're stuck in the house for two weeks and that was like yeah. you know a year ago so it's like oh okay all right probably oh, man, best that was a year ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's nuts uh but, i mean if somebody wants to pay us um a lot of money to go to Thailand or <laughs> New Zealand or someplace where there's like not a lot of COVID running around. Like we're all for it. Like let's fucking go, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I don't see any U S or UK things happening for at least another, I don't, <sighs> I don't even want to say, I don't even want to put a number to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, right on, man. It's, it, Marshall, this has been a pleasure. And uh, Anthony, thanks so much for helping out and shooting this. Um, Thank you, man. This is great. If you guys have not heard uh, uh, Earth is a Black Hole, it's fucking sick. It sounds so, so good. Um, and you can hear some of those rad uh, chorus fuzz uh, tones on that record. Um, but you should definitely go check that out. And also subscribe to Premier Guitar for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, video lessons, all that fun shit. Um, thanks a lot. See you guys soon. Thank you, man. Take care.